there is order in your household. There is that you can see the evidence of the blessing and the grace of God not only on your life but on the life of your of your spouse and the life of your children around your table. Amen. I pray today that may the Lord bless you. Amen. The Bible says in verses five, may He bless you from Zion. May you see the prosperity in Jerusalem. Remember the the scripture Jesus says, go into all the world and preach my gospel. Start in Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria. Amen. It, it, it means start from the place where you are. At. Amen. When God says you will see your prosperity in Jerusalem, it's not the physical land or the location. It is in your Jerusalem. Amen. It is in your home. That's where your Jerusalem starts. It's in your home. May, may you see the prosperity and the favor of the Lord. And it says, this is the last blessing for you. May you live to see your children's children. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. May you live to see your children's children. Amen. And so may the Lord allow you to see your great your grandchildren and even your great grandchildren. Amen. May God bless you for, with, with, with that word today. Father, we thank you. That when we follow your word, when we follow the principles and the laws, the spiritual laws of the word, it finds evidence in our lives. And so, Lord, may you bless your people with long life. In Psalm 91, you said, with long life, you will satisfy them and show them your salvation. Father, you said, O oh God, that you would watch over them, O oh God. And so tonight, we appropriate this blessing. As we walk in the fear of the Lord, as we walk in obedience to your word, Father, we, we appropriate these blessings, these these utterances that oh God over our lives and I pray it will take fruition in the name of Jesus. So we thank you Lord that you are the God that does exceedingly above all we can think, ask or even imagine. We declare an open heaven over this house and over your, your people oh God. Those that are joining online, those that are in the house tonight we declare an open heaven over their lives. I pray today for those oh God that are watching oh God that they would grab, oh God, a hold of the Spirit of the Lord, the grace of the Lord, Shammatai, Limanda Ramasatai. Father, that you would break through on their behalf in the name of Jesus. Father, this month and this evening, we bring, oh God, our children before you that are in schools right now, oh God, and we pray, oh God, that your protection and your covering of our, our children that are at school and teachers that are at school, Lord, with the infection rate increasing within the schools right now, we pray a blood covering of our children, of our grandchildren, over, over, oh God, each and every child of yours that is in. I pray as I'm anyone coming over there, that, oh God, no harm will come and I pray, O oh Lord, that you will send you and give your angels charge concerning them. They will watch their going out and they're coming in. We pray over the teachers of God that are, that are in June school. I pray in the name of Jesus. Just as Psalm 91 covering over them in the name of Jesus. We pray, O oh God, for every family and every household. We pray for people at their workplaces. We pray, O oh God, for those at their places of business that are transacting, I pray your covering in the name of Jesus that today you are going to deliver us, that you are our redeemer, you are our strength, and you are our refuge. We walk in the boldness, we walk with God under the covering in 
that dwelleth in the secret place of the Most High. He that dwelleth in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow. He shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. I will say of the Lord, He is my refuge. I will say of the Lord, He is my strong tower. I will say of the Lord, He is my protector. I will say of the Lord, He is my keeper. I will say of the Lord, He is my watch. He watches over me. He gives His angels charge concerning me. So Father, we declare, O God, bless your coming and your blessings over your people today. Father, I pray, O God, that even as we worship and as we praise you tonight, receive our worship tonight, Lord. Receive our worship tonight, O God, from a faithful heart. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Hallelujah.
I pray today that you will be looking out for the prodigals. Amen. Yes. Amen. Amen. I pray that you will be looking out and that you will not just give up on them because many people have already given up on them. It doesn't need you also to, to give up on them. Hallelujah. That word is for somebody that is listening today. Don't give up on the prodigal. Keep looking out. The Bible says the father was looking out for him. Amen. I want you to understand that the father never stopped looking. As long as the son was gone, yeah. the father kept a watch out for him. Mm. Amen. Uh, you know the the you know the old English saying is, "I'll keep the the porch light on." Yeah. And often, uh, uh, often the, the the symbolism of it was that you would always find your way back home. Amen. And uh, and the, the the reality is that the prodigal son, his father was looking out for him. He knew he was going to come back. He didn't know the time, he didn't know the date, he didn't know the, when he was going to come back, but he, he knew he was going to come yeah. back. Yeah. Amen. And the Bible says when the, when, the, when the prodigal son comes back, the father goes out to meet him. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Amen. The father doesn't wait for him to come all the yeah. way back. Mm -hmm. You left, you come back, and then we, you know, we will make right then. He, the father goes and meets him. He's, he's made a journey already coming back home. The father makes a step out and say, and, and the Bible says he embraces him. Mm -hmm. and, and so that gives me that picture of the father wrapping us mm -hmm. in his arms. Amen. Uh, smelling like pigs. You know, uh, I mean, he's come through a long journey. And all the father was, was, was uh, concerned about restoring him back yeah. to the place. Mm -hmm. I pray that when those that are lost come back, we would have the grace yeah. to embrace. Yes. We'd have the grace to restore. Mm. Amen? Amen? I pray that God will give us the grace to embrace, mm. the grace to restore, and sometimes the grace to overcome the hurt. Mm. Because sometimes the hurt holds us back mm. from restoring. Amen? And we don't operate in the grace of our Father, we, we operate in our own flesh. Mm. Yeah. Amen? Now I, you know, I was sharing on on Monday. If anyone listened to uh, our teachings on prophetic by design, I was sharing on, uh, on 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 the book of Revelation on on returning back to your first love, mm -hmm. uh, on the things that you did first, and I unpacked a little bit on on the house of of uh, or the church of Ephesus, how God wanted to restore them back, and the accusation that the Lord had against them was that they left their first love. They didn't lose it, they left it. That means there was a deliberate leaving. There was a, there was a deliberate choice that was exercised. And the Bible says, unless you return back to your first love, I will remove your candlestick. Mm -hmm. And this was a, a, a great judgment and an indictment against that church where God says, I would actually wipe you out mm -hmm. as if you never existed. Mm -hmm. Amen. And there is something about our first love for God that begins to reignite our fire and our passion for God. As I shared that series, I was really uh, burdened, burdened for uh, the church of Jesus Christ because there's much of the church of Jesus Christ that is a fledgling church and much that have come into the faith without the background that we all have mm -hmm. of, of having an encounter with the Holy Spirit 
being filled with the Holy Spirit, being baptized with the Holy Spirit, uh, beginning to have the evidence of speaking in tongues, having prophetic giftings and other giftings operational in our lives, taught how to operate in the gifts of the Spirit. And the modern day church, uh, you know, somehow our, the indictment against us is that we've never allowed people to develop into that, that, that level. So we have a generate we have a church right now where we have an older generation that had this encounter mm -hmm. and never see it as important for yeah. the next generation that yeah. is sitting in the church yeah. to have that encounter yeah. and we're expecting yeah. them to make the same yeah. spiritual judgment and have discernment and yeah. be able to exercise and operate in a word of knowledge to operate in the gifts of the spirit and yet the reality is the church no longer speaks yes. about it. And we've relegated the outpouring of the Holy Spirit to a group of people that just got excited. Yeah. And we call them the holy rollers and yeah. the happy clappies and all of those things. And we've somehow put an indictment yeah. against the person that will operate in the gifts of the Spirit. We've sometimes uh, dumbed it down into the point where because we couldn't explain it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. We've actually raised a church that is not able to function in the fullness. Yeah. That means the Bible says there's, Jesus says it is good that I would go so that the Holy Spirit may come. Mm -hmm. And when the Spirit of truth will come, He will lead you. Yeah. He would lead you into all truth. Mm -hmm. That means there was still truth yeah. yet to be revealed. Mm -hmm. There are still promises in the word of the Lord that is not prophetic promises that are not fulfilled, mm -hmm. that is yet to be fulfilled. Yeah. There are still truths to be unveiled. There are still dimensions and facets to the glory and to the anointings of God that is yet to be unveiled to the church. Mm -hmm. But what we are doing is that we, 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 we are focusing so much on the letter and the word and just on, on great orating and great preaching and, yeah. and, and, and yeah. revelation. But revelation without the spirit, yeah. mm. the Bible says the, the letter killeth. But the Spirit brings life. Yeah. And so we've got to come to the place where there is a balance within the house of the Lord. Where we will teach our children how to go down on their knees. Yeah. We will teach uh, even those that are new in the, in the faith. Yeah. You may be an adult coming into the faith to know how to encounter God yeah. for yourself. Yeah. Yeah. In this time where there are many lockdowns and many times, many of the people that have had weak faith, who are just new to the faith and never taught what it means to be a, a, a Christian is in that place where they try to work out their salvation yeah. and they don't have the tools in order to work it out. The indictment is not on the person, mm -hmm. the indictment is on the church. Yeah. Yeah. The indictment is on the leader of the house, the pastors and, and the apostles and those fivefold giftings that is leading the house that the, uh, the, the reality is we will have to give an account. Yeah. The Bible says the blood of those that we shepherd will be required out of our hand. Mm, yeah. And I believe we need to begin to get a well-balanced church again. Yeah. A church that knows how to operate in the power of God, mm. operate in the anointings of God, operate in the giftings of God. We need to trust God that the fivefold ministry giftings is evident in the house. Mm. Amen. Not just one gift. Not a gift. Yeah. Mm -hmm. The fivefold ministry giftings 
and not only the fivefold ministry giftings are, but the Bible says he has given gifts yes. to the body. Amen. And so we want all of the gifts that are given to the body to come into the place where we are fully functioning. Because this is the challenge. If we're not going to fully function, we are going to begin to find a problem. We're going to find a gap. We're going to find many people not finding their place, mm -hmm. even within the house of the Lord. So this is kind of a burden on my heart right now. Yeah. As I look at the church and I look at the way people live today, so far from having an encounter with God, so far from in knowledge of who God is. We serve him as if it is just like a magic genie in a bottle. Every time we want something, we rub the bottle and expect the genie to appear and to grant us another wish. And so sometimes we use the scriptures like that. We keep our Bibles at home and we open it and leave it on our uh, on our dining room table, or we leave it on our bedside table, hoping that the scripture somehow will get in you mm -hmm. without you reading it. Yeah. And we have to get to that place where you begin to know the God of the Word. Get to know Him in a powerful way. There is such a beautiful, there's such a beautiful experience about knowing God. Where we get to know, not just about him, but get to know him. I want to, I've entitled what I want to share today about are you doing your own thing? And uh, I asked this question. And uh, some of us may remember the old uh, Frank Sinatra song that says, I did it my way. And, uh, but the reality is that there are many of us that are doing it our way. And so I ask the question, are you doing your own thing? In this hour, there is much of the church that is doing their own thing. And now let's go to John chapter 5, verse 16. And I want to share a few thoughts with you. And I want to share with you some principles out of some of the revivals that gave birth to the Pentecostal move of God. And out of it, I want to... I've been reading a book and I want to just share with you a few excerpts from the book um, on, on the revivals. But I, I want to share this with you so that there will be a standing of your faith to really come to the place where we get to know God and His power. You know, Paul says this, that I may know Him in the fellowship of His sufferings, that I may know Him in the power of His resurrection. Mm -hmm. That there is a dimension that we don't come into until we know Him in the fullness of who He is. So, so, so John chapter 5 verse 16, it says, So because Jesus was doing these things on the Sabbath, the Jewish leaders began to persecute them. In his defense, Jesus said to them, My father is always at work to this very day, and I am too, I am too also working. For this reason, they tried all the more to kill him. Not only was he breaking the Sabbath, but he was even calling God his own father, making himself equal to God. And Jesus gave them this answer. He says, Verily, very truly, I tell you, the son can do nothing by himself. 
He can only do what he sees his father doing. Because whatsoever the father does, the son also does. For the father loves the son and shows him all that he does. Yes, he will show him even greater works than these, so that you will be amazed. For just as the father raises the dead and gives them life, even so the son gives life and to whom he is pleased to give it. Moreover, the father judges no one, but entrusts all judgment to the son, that, that all may honor the son just as they honor the father. Whoever does not honor the son does not honor the father who sent him. Verily I tell you, whoever hears my words and believes him, to who, who and believes him who sent me has eternal life and will not be judged but uh, but has crossed over from death to life verily i tell you a time is coming and now has come when the dead will hear the voice of the son of god those who hear will live for as the father has life in himself so has he granted his son also to have life in him. And he has given him authority to judge because he is the son of man. So do not be amazed at this, for the time is coming when all that are in their graves will hear the voice and come out, and those who have done good will rise to life, and those who have done evil will rise in, 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 to be condemned. By myself I can do nothing. I judge only as I hear. My judgment is just, and I seek not to please myself, but him that sent me. The whole rhetoric, the whole conversation that Jesus is having here with, with, with those that are accusing him, they are offended. They are offended by him. Because he is making a statement to them, and he is saying, he is saying to them, "I do nothing except what my father says me to do." So they were initially angry because he healed the man at the pool of Bethesda on the Sabbath. But then, as he begins to reveal, there was greater offenses that they were raised that he would equate himself to God Himself. And he would call himself the son of God. But Jesus makes several statements throughout this chapter 5. And he makes it and he says, For my father has life in himself, and so he granted it to his son. Then he goes on in verse 30, he says, But I do nothing by myself, except that which my father has told me to do. Amen. Now this is important. I ask the question, are you doing your own thing? Because if you're doing your own thing, you are not following the example of Christ. That means the Bible says, Jesus goes on later in the scriptures and says, As I am in the Father, so are you in me. And then he, call, he, he talks about abiding in the vine. So that you can bring forth much fruit. But the challenge is that if you are doing your own thing, you are not following 
the teachings of the Lord Jesus. Jesus himself, the Son of God, didn't think it right for him to do his own thing. Why do we feel we have the right to do that? And he goes on and he says, they, they were saying on the Sabbath, and he challenges the Sabbath. And how does he challenge it, the Sabbath? He says, my father has been working and is working up until now. So am I also as the son continue working. That means as a believer, we should not stop working for the Lord. As a believer, we should not stop growing in the kingdom and in the truth of God's kingdom. That means there is no rest in the kingdom except resting in him. The old song that, that says, I'll be somewhere working, I'll be somewhere yeah. working, I'll be somewhere working for my Lord. Yes. Amen. When they sang the song, we didn't understand that the truth was based on the scripture that our Father, Heavenly Father, is working. Yes. And even when it seems like he's silent, he's still working. Yes. Even when it seems like I need an answer and the answer is not coming as I, when I need it, it doesn't mean he's not working. God is working on every situation, every concern, every challenge you are facing. God is working. He is continuously working. The Bible says his eyes go to and fro over the earth, beholding good and evil. Amen. The Bible, the, the, Jesus even says, the, the, the foxes have holes, birds have nests, but the Son of Man has no place to lay down his head. He, he says, there's no place where I call home. Yes. And, 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 and the Bible also refers to the Heavenly Father and says, he neither slumbers nor sleeps. Amen. God is continuously watching over you, and God requires a generation of people that will be working for the Lord. Many people have taken a break. I said this before. The church sometimes is on lockdown. But the kingdom of hell is not on lockdown. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. They're working overtime. And the challenge is that the church is in the place where if the church and the building is physically locked down, we are spiritually locked down. We are disconnected from the purposes of God and eventually we want to wake up like, like Samson after our hair is cut yeah. and we are exposed and then we want to wake up and say, where is the power? Because there is no guarding of the anointing. There is no guarding of the measure of God over our lives. And we have come to the place where, where we've left ourselves exposed. And we're waking up and we're shaking ourselves like we did before. But the reaction is there's no strength. Yes. Yeah. There's no power. There's no grace. There's no anointing to begin to respond. And Jesus says the reason we find ourselves lacking is because we want to break yeah. from the things of God. What, what, what are you doing right now? No, Pastor, I'm taking it easy. I'm waiting for things to get a little bit better. No, you can still study the word. Yeah. You can still get in the word while you're in your home. You can 
still begin to worship God. You can still begin to build your spirit, man. You can still interact with people via telephone and via media and via video calls, and you can still begin to do it. Even if you try to do it safely, still do it. Yeah. 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 Build your spirit, man, daily. Yeah. Yeah. How many of you didn't eat today? You eat every day. Yeah. Yeah. Why don't you feed your spirit, man, every day? Yeah. Come on. Yeah. Can't get to church on Sunday and then we say, oh, we, 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 we. hey, pastor, you know, I'm tired. I'm working six days a week. The seventh day, the Lord says to rest. No, he didn't say rest from him. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. rest, rest from your physical labor. Yes. Yeah. Get to that place where we build our spirit man. Look at this in, 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 in John chapter 6 verses 60. On hearing this, many disciples said, this is a hard teaching. Mm -hmm. Who can accept it? Aware that his disciples were grumbling about this, Jesus says, does this offend you? Mm -hmm. Ask tonight. Yes. Does this offend you? Yes. Then what if, what if you see the Son of Man ascend to where he was before? The Spirit gives life. Mm -hmm. The flesh comes for nothing. Yes. The words I have spoken to you are full of spirit and life. Yet there are some of you who do not believe. For Jesus had, had known from the beginning which of them did not believe and would betray him. And he went on to say, this is why I told you that no one can come to me unless the Father has enabled them. Amen. And from that time, many disciples turned back and no longer followed him. Hey! They left Jesus. Amen. Don't cry when they leave you. Yeah. Don't cry when they leave the church. They left Jesus. Yeah. Even disciples left Jesus because he was speaking and they said they speak a hard thing. The unveiling of the prophetic word for this generation is that in the last days people will heed to themselves teachers who have itching ears. They will want to be told what they want to hear. They don't want to be told anything that is strong. They do not want to, they do not desire the sincere meat of the word. They want, they want, they, they want things that are is easy and is palatable and tell me it's gonna get okay. Yeah. Tell me it's gonna get better and tell me how to prepare for success and pray for blessings and prosperity over me and pray that, that I'll have more and more and more and more. And and, and Hey, if you want to grow, there's growing pains. Amen. Pains are part of the territory. You have a factory and you have three people working for you, you'll have pain. You have 50 people working for you, you have more pain. You have 500 people working for you, you have great pain. But you have grown. You can't grow without pain. Mm. Yeah. Hallelujah. Yeah. That's a revelation for someone. Mm. Amen. You can't grow without pain. Yeah. Jesus, the Bible says, many disciples deserted him. And they said, because this teaching is hard for us. 
Who can accept it? You know, if we really go into the meat of God's word, the Bible says, Jesus, he says, the preaching of the word to many have become the rock of offense. Yes. Mm -hmm. I pray today that God will guard us, that we would not become so soft that we'll miss out on the things of, that God has in store for us. Let me just leave this with you as a, as a thought. I was, you know, I was going through some of the revivals and I was looking at the, the early Pentecostal revival. They often refer to it as the Azusa Street Revival. And there's so much of things that I wanted to share with you on that, but time doesn't permit me to share all, but I'm going to just share briefly with you. You know, um, William Seymour was, was came in, into ministry in a time when there was still segregation. He was an African-American gentleman, and uh, he found himself studying at, at, at a theological seminary in Texas, but because the, he could not join the class because of segregation, he would sit in the passage and he would hear and he would be trained. And after William Seymour would finish his, his training by, by Panham, by, by Reverend Panham, and he would eventually he'd be offered a position to take up a leadership of a church in Los Angeles. And, um, and uh, Reverend Panham said, no, don't go in. He said, no, he needs to go. And he gets to this place and he was offered this church and the pastor of that church was leaving and going into missions. And he gets to the church, and the first Sunday he gets up. He, because under the ministry of Panem, he was exposed to the, the ministry of the gifts of the Spirit and the evidence of speaking in tongues and operating in the gifts. And the first Sunday he gets to the church, he speaks on this, this element on, on the gifts of the Spirit, and immediately the pastor that was leaving kicks him out of the church that same Sunday. Kicks him out of the church because there was a disagreement on what he was preaching. And he finds himself homeless and churchless. And uh, another family, uh, uh, and this is such a powerful thing, there was a family that would begin to take, take him in, the Ashburys. And the Ashburys took him in and they started having um, like a meeting, a Bible study in their home. And as they had a Bible study in the home, the, 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 the power of the Lord would begin to start for, uh, filling that place and people would be, be filled and baptized with the Holy Spirit. And re, uh, this is one of the excerpts from the book. It says, over the next three days, the Ashbury home became the focus of attention and various networks of Los Angeles Wesleyans and holiness people, as many that the news spread like wildfire naturally by the next day, the Ashbury home was full, filled with genuine seekers, curious onlookers alike. People gathered outside, straining to hear through open windows. And those who were now receiving the baptism of the Holy Spirit, speaking in tongues. And the Ashburys turned their front porch into a platform for, for those who chose to, to do so and, and so that they could preach and others for, le for leading and singing and testifying and, 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 and for the pulpit. And it says, and there was an over-increasing crowd of people in the yard and in the street below and they, they, because they could not enter the house because it was so full. This was no quiet demonstration. 
It was full of noisy manifestations, shouts and speaking in tongues, moaning and, and singing in tongues, and out, undoubtedly would, would have frightened the uninitiated with that audible range. But fortunately, the neighborhood was lightly populated and the houses spaced out uh, with the lots and some were filled with sympathetic friends and neighbors. In any case, the meetings were soon forced to move. Just as things were heating up, the weight of excited worshipers on the front porch collapsed. While there was no one injured in this relatively mi minor mishap, the eager crowds clearly needed more to find out more suitable place for worship. On the, on, on the Thursday, April 12th, after a long evening spent in, in prayer, William Seymour finally received his baptism in the spirit, falling on the floor as though he was dead and then speaking in tongues. As Seymour uh, as and his flock thought about their next move, someone mentioned a, a, a vacant building and they moved into it. I, I want you to understand, he came into the city for the church. And when the door of the church closed, God opened the door. Amen. Amen. I want you to see that the power of God and the grace and the anointing of God wasn't restricted to that place. Yeah. God opened the door. People were drawn to what the Lord has put in his spirit. And, and I want you to understand, don't despise the days of small things. Yeah. Yeah. This move that has now become the Pentecostal church worldwide, most of the denominations besides the mainline denominations that we have, have all came out of this Pentecostal move in Azusa Street. The AFM church, the Apostolic Faith Mission was birthed out of the Azusa Street Revival. And there were so many, many encounters about how people would sing in the Spirit and, and be filled with the Spirit all over. But out of this also came someone that was called John G. Lake. Now John G. Lake was a missionary to South Africa. This, this was a short excerpt that was written about him. John G. Lake was a missionary to South Africa from 1908 to 1913, while there was a bubonic plague broke out in South Africa, John G. Lake was caring for the sick and burying the dead. Britain sent a ship of medical supplies and medical doctors. The doctors asked Lake how he protected himself from the deadly plague. His answer was, I believe in the law of life has set me free from the law of sin and death, Romans 8.2. As long as I walk in the light of God's law, in the spirit life, no germ will attach itself to me. In the scriptural context, this verse speaks of Jesus' work of salvation, bringing the life of spirit to us, freeing us from the law of sin and death, and therefore uh, uh, evil has no power over us, such as evil, such as disease, poverty, addictions, spiritual death, and early physical death. The doctors were unconvinced, so Lake insisted that they do a microscopic experiment on him. Lake showed them if one of them took, a, took the bubonic plague foam from the lungs of a dead person and put it under a microscope, these disease cells will be alive. If they would put the foam in Lake's hand, then 
looked at it under the microscope, they saw that all the disease cells instantly died. Proving what G John G. Lake said. Something that took place as a move of God released giftings. Released giftings to the body of Christ. And this man finding himself in South Africa, so this pandemic we're dealing with is not the first plague that has hit the world. But in this, may the Lord perform miracles. Now we're not saying you're going try what John G. Lake did. You're not anointed like John G. Lake. Yeah. But the reality was God did it in his life. Yes. Yes. And I believe there are greater things yet to be done. Amen. Yeah. Yeah. Amen. When Jesus says, greater things than this shall you do in my name. Yeah. We've got to believe there, are some, there is something greater still to be but it cannot operate just in word knowledge. Yeah. It has to be empowerment. You have to be powered by God. Yeah. Walk in this authority that God is bringing us to. Yeah. I want you to believe that in this time, we need a move of God. Amen. Mm -hmm. We need a move of God yeah. that is not only going to transform this world, but is going to transform our lives. Yeah. Amen? Let's just bow our heads together. This is the challenge that I lead to you today. Are you doing your own thing? Or are you doing what God has called you to? If you're going to do what God has called you to, there's going to be change that is going to come. Father, I pray today, we submit ourselves. Use us, Lord. Use us, Lord. For your glory. For your glory. For the establishment of your kingdom. Do it in our day. We need a move of God. We need you to show up Lord. In a miraculous way. Father. Awaken the church. Awaken us. Start in us Lord. Start in Potter's house. Start in me. Lord, I believe that eye has not seen nor ear heard. Neither has it entered the heart of man the things you have in store. So we believe in you for signs, wonders, and miracles. We are thanking you for open heavens and divine manifestations that is going to touch and change and lives, homes, families in this hour. Show up, Lord, because you can. So we give you praise, glory, and honor. You did it to God even in the early 1900s. You can do it in this 21st century. We need you to show up in the churches in South Africa, the churches throughout Africa, in Europe, in Americas, in Asia. Father, in Oceania, Lord, show up. The stage is set, Lord, for a move of God. 
raise up a people, Lord, in this hour. In Jesus' name, amen and amen.